Hello, and welcome to Forward Church Online. In this weekly podcast, we hope that you'll have an encounter with God through inspired teaching and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. this question, not out loud, but inwardly. How long has it been since you tapped into what God put inside of you? Well, brother, I'm all tapped out. Really? Still breathing, aren't you? Well, you know, come to think about it, I've accomplished a lot. High school, college, and beyond, and I've got this, and I've accomplished this, and I'm a part of this, and we just got this accomplished Why are you egging me on? Because when the Spirit of God quickens you in your mortal bodies, He's telling you there's a lot more inside that hasn't been tapped into yet. Don't you want to be around people that are constantly egging you on in the right direction? Don't you want to be around people that go, Why are you sitting still? You should be up and moving. Are you coasting? This is going somewhere. I give to you absolute, uh uh-oh, that's a cool word that you won't hear at the university level anymore, an absolute truth. Jesus Christ never coasted when he was here. Jesus Christ never coasted. Flip it. He never rested on his laurels. I was a part of a championship last year. Ah, you know, this year we can take the year off. Really? Really? Well, thank God, you know, the ministry started really small, and we could talk about all those locations, and now we've kind of come to this level. Wow, this is really cool. Can we just kind of, hmm, can't we be like those three disciples who said, man, this is really great up here on top of the mountain. Can we not build a tabernacle? And Jesus said, no, you weren't built for this. You were built for that. And he invited them back down off of the mountain, back into the realm where people live. Come on, church. Come on, church. I think it's time for us as we get ready for a new school year and new athletic opportunities, it's time for us to roll up our sleeves and go to work. Go to work. Those who work discover what they have inside. Those who refuse to work and don't want anyone else to work with them to bring out the gold on the inside, they're going to rust. Come on, church. Behold the Lamb of God. If you have your Bibles this morning and would like to follow along, I'm in the book of Revelation. I'm in Revelation chapter 17 and verse 14. Let's take the word lamb. And we want to discover what the word lamb means. How many understand this morning that when we use the word, the Lamb of God, we're referring to Jesus Christ? He is the Lamb. He's the Lamb of God. It was an old covenant story brought into reality in the new covenant. 
Oh, by the way, I'm going to say it again. I said it last week. I'll say it as many times as the Spirit of God wants me to. If you shag in here, you're out, out there. And you can't blow smoke with me because I don't live in, a, in an office in a church facility. Tomorrow, I'll be with faculty and staff at the Levy Learning Academy. If I shag under the anointing of God and I just drift out into nothingness in here, you don't have a shot out there. That means in this nation, I believe we've fallen asleep spiritually and I think we've fallen asleep morally and I think we are dragging our feet in just about every arena. And we have a tendency to rest on what other generations have done for us. Ooh, somebody should just go ahead and just preach that. We are resting upon what others have already done in this nation. But what we've got to do is we've got to get back up in the saddle and we have got to carry not just the good news of the gospel, but we've got to carry and distribute what God's put in us to the generation that's coming behind us. There should be a legacy for every person in this room so that somebody can get a hookup from your leg. Without the legacy of Jesus Christ, we have no business in here. Come on, church. I mean, if you want me to, I'll preach like I'm in Costa Rica or Mexico or Haiti or over in Wales or Ireland where they'll just sit and keep taking it in. I'll keep preaching until somebody wakes up in this house this morning. I'll keep preaching until you finally go, you know what, I think we're just going to go ahead and walk out. It is high time that the body of Christ stirs itself, begins to wake up and realize what the Lamb of God has provided for us. So if you have your Bibles and you want to go to Revelation chapter 17 and verse 14, it says this. These will wage war against the Lamb. And the Lamb will overcome them because He's Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Now, I tried to get a little excited last night because Johnny Big Boy was playing big football last night. You, you remember the name Johnny Manziel. But since I've followed the Browns all my life, it's going to take more than Johnny. When Detroit scored right at the end of the game last night, I just turned to my son and said, Cleveland. That's all I said. I'm really thankful that LeBron saw the light and went back home, but it's going to take more than LeBron to bring a championship to Cleveland. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not downing my heritage. I'm trying to get you to begin to understand. When I talk about the Lamb of God, I'm not talking about some little lamb in a farm. I'm talking about the King of Kings. I'm talking about the Lord of Lords. And when he steps into your arena, everything shifts. Everything changes when the Lamb shows up. Come on, church. You can, you can either walk with the winner, that would be the Lamb, or you can wage war against the winner. I have good news for you. That's a losing battle. No one who wages war against the Lamb of God will ever overcome the Lamb. 
Man, oh man, let me tell you something. I get so pumped up when I think about the power of the Lamb. Now, let's see if we wage war, or let's see if we are ones who are on the winning side. The Bible says he's Lord of lords, and the Bible says he's King of kings. And now check this out. And those that are with him, let's see if we're with him this morning. Ooh, I love to unpack God's word. And again, I got to tell you, if you were here Wednesday night, I'm learning how to be an administrator of curriculum. That's always changing. Good news, parents. But God's word will never change. How can you sit here and not be going, whoa, the word is being delivered right now. Curriculum is changing. Common core in, FCAT out. Air testing in, FCAT out. A few more years, there'll be something new. And then everyone's going to have to learn how to do it again. But there's something that has never changed. It's the Word. It is the Word of God. It's, church, it's God's Word. Not this coming Wednesday, but the following Wednesday, I'm going to prep a service for you. I was over moving wood chips yesterday. Uh, just because I'm an administrator, that doesn't mean I shy away from work. Now, what do you mean by that? That means I know administrators that shy away from work. That's what I'm saying. There's a time and a place when you go, you know what? That wood, those wood chips have got to move and nobody else is moving them. Well, bless God. Here, come on, little truck. Let's go. You and me again, little truck. And so I just loaded it up and I just started moving wood chips. God wants to see if you are faithful to what he's put inside of you. God wants to see if you're willing to work it out when others won't. I'm not stuttering. I'm trying to give you a chance to catch up. God wants you to be found faithful. Look at the back side of this verse. I was saying a few moments ago, I get excited about unpacking God's word. Actually, more than I do unpacking curriculum. Why? Because it's always changing curriculum. But God's word, hold on, it won't show up on the screen. It's Hebrews 13 and verse 8. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is a constant that I need. In an ever-changing world and morals that are going every which way but loose, and that's why a week from this Wednesday, Jensen Franklin, by video, will be here. I invite all of you to be here. All of our young people are going to be in house that night because I was listening to the message for how, don't know how many times I've heard it, about setting boundaries, establishing barriers. There's things that we should and should not be doing. I, let me figure this out for a second. If you get a scholarship to a university, you represent that university, I think. Then because you're a member of that university and the program of that university, there are actual requirements that are expected of you. And you need to live up to what their expectations. God's got expectations about you. Do you see how that blended? God would say this from Revelation 17, 14. Stay with me, please. Are you ready? Here are those who are on the winning side. Those that are called those that are chosen, and those that are, oh, there's that word again, faithful. 
Who will be those that will wage war against the Lamb? Those that did not receive the call and would not respond to the call. The little bit of coaching that I did, I remember there were times I would call someone's name either on the bench or out on the football field, and sometimes they would just kind of like act like they didn't hear my voice. You don't want me to tell you what I did. They didn't get off the bench and they didn't get off the sideline because I know they heard my voice. See, he knows because he put, listen here, most of you in this house have heard God's voice. Some of you need to stop waging war against him. You're born from above, but you're at war with God. And you all need to break that right now. Not only does God want to know if you are called, he knows, he wants you to know if you're in or out. God also wants to know, do you really comprehend that you've been chosen in Christ Jesus? That doesn't mean we're better than others, but we live differently because we're called by the Lamb. And then last, those who are not at war with the Lamb now will never be at war against the Lamb because they're faithful. Did you know that the Bible says that God calls and requires us to be faithful? Faithful to the one that dwells within you, faithful to your family, faithful to your heritage, faithful to the local church. That would be Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and encouraging one another even as you see the day approaching. I always laugh, of course, inwardly, because I don't want people always mad. I find it humorous to hear people talk about, yeah, I believe that Jesus is coming again. And I go, inside at least, when was the last time you were ever in a local church? I like to unpack scripture. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 says you better be faithful to the believers. Even if you're not watching, he's watching me. And if I'm not faithful to this house, it's a reflection that I'm not fit. I don't want you to miss this. Because I'm so crazy. I wish I had paper here this morning. I'd give you a little quiz. And here would be the quiz. How faithful have I been to this body of believers all the years we've lived here? And how faithful have I been to this community where I live? How faithful am I? Or if God places me in Bronson, how faithful will I be there? And I definitely have had moments that's why I, this is all introductory. Isn't that great? That doesn't mean you're going to be here a long time. But I want you to get this. My old nature, just, just the me, every time I go by the gymnasium in Bronson, it's repulsive. That's where some of the great battles were between Kelly Beckham and the Bronson Eagles and the Chiefland Indians and our program. But the Lord has to, I'm trying to get you outside the box. So God has to remind me, I called you here for this. That was a different season. Put that away. Put that away. Don't hold any of that against anybody. 
And when you walk their halls at the old Bronson Middle High School, don't reflect back to the battles on a court. Think about the kids you're dealing with now. I'm trying to help you to get into your arena where you still have things that you've not settled. The Bible says you've got to settle the accounts. Yo, 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 church. Ooh, baby, let's dance. You want to dance? What we don't settle down here, you will before him. Oh, you didn't believe that? In the book of Hebrews, it says, it is appointed unto man once to die, and after this, the judgment. So you don't like report cards? Wait till the final report card. When the Lord goes, okay, it's time for you and I to have a conversation, Dennis. Let's talk about the calling. Let's talk about being chosen. And let's talk about how faithful you were in unpacking the scripture that was purchased by the blood of the Lamb. His very blood gave us this. And you mean I would go to sleep in the presence of the bloodline? Something's wrong. So who do you look up to? Who do you try to idolize? Who catches your eye when you hear so-and-so's coming to town or someone's going to be in the region and you get a chance to go be around them? Is that the secret? Is that the key of life? I was speaking with my brother this morning who's in the Pittsburgh area doing a great job up there in mental works and mental hospitals and He's met a former athlete from back in Ohio who's now in the ministry and works with the Pittsburgh Steelers and all of that. And he said to me this morning, he said, it's so easy to get caught up by a, by a name. I remember the opportunity. I, I know you're probably right now wondering, where, where is he right now? Are you looking for people to make your life different? Or are you looking to the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the earth? The sins. Where where are your eyes? One of the individuals that impressed me through my lifetime was an athlete by the name of Jerry West. He grew up in West Virginia. We actually had a chance to go through that area. Don't blink or you're going to miss where Jerry grew up. He's a legend in the NBA for all of our young adults. For all of our young people. Like you don't even know who Jerry West is. Like who cares? He's not in Facebook. He's not on YouTube. Or he's not where I go. So this is irrelevant to me. Put your hero there. Put the person you're thinking about there. So I had a chance not actually to meet him. But to be in a room where he was. And I was crazy stupid. Can anybody relate to that? Like, my eyes locked on, and it was like, man, that's the legendary, whoa, that's the Los Angeles Lakers, whoa, dude, that's the guy with, whose logo is on everything of the NBA. Man, that's Jerry West. Dude, I'm, I'm, that's Jerry, ooh, if I could just get that, ooh, if I could just go, ooh, if I could just get his autograph. I didn't do that because I didn't want to look ridiculous, though I probably was, at least it felt that way. Anybody here? We're, we're not too far from the finish line. But don't rush the finish line. See, there's all kinds of nuggets. Let me tell you what I see right now in the spirit. That means a visual image in here. I see the Lord Jesus here right now, and he's got an incredible bag of seeds, and he's just doing this all over this place, looking to see who wants some of this. Who will catch this? Who wants this? Who's got this? 
when I walked out of the O'Connell Center back in those days of coaching, and I did not take the time to introduce because I didn't know how to do that. Have you ever been in a place where you know that's a whole different level? Are, are you so arrogant that you think you're at that le level? Oh, that's the seat I don't want. I'm going to throw that one back. <laughs> Leave it alone. Somebody else wants it. As I walked out of that O'Connell Center, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, where are your eyes? I said, drifting and lost. Captivated and captured. Don't tell me I'm not talking to young people right now. Captivated and caught by the legendary Jerry West who was incredible. His whole manner, his demeanor, his style, his dress, everything was like class personified. I'm not asking you to relate to the story. Relate to your own story. Who motivates you? Who moves you? This is going somewhere, church. Where are your eyes? Olivia Newton-John was out of the scene in Greece until she changed her wardrobe, which changed her heart, and then all of a sudden, boom, she was in with everybody else in the movie. Hey, baby, I know I can preach now. I watched it all the years at the middle school. I watched it all the years at the high school. Students watching students to see, who do I need to be like? I had a student come up to me the other day, and they said, I'm really nervous about this upcoming year. Where's your eyes? Where's your eyes? All of heaven has one song this morning. Worthy is the lamb. Worthy is the lamb. Uh-oh, this might be good. He's kind of getting close to the end, and I'm still in the introduction, but I'll be back. Where are your eyes this morning? In the book of Hebrews, it says that he is the author and the finisher of your faith. Your eyes ought to be on him every day. Man, I am clueless. I don't know how to get my eyes there. How do I get my eyes on him? That's where your eyes need to be. Off of you, that would be off of me here, off of you there. Off of everybody else that tries to impress you and just looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of your faith. He got you started, and he's going to be able to complete what he started. And it's not even based on you. It's based on him. Come on, church. Isn't it wonderful to be able to say, man, not only am I and my wife in the hands of the Lord, but my children and my grandchildren this upcoming school year and all the students and all the faculty and this community and this house, everything is in the hands of the Lamb. What is still holding you back? Get your hands off of it, lift it up and say, Lamb of God, take everything. Oh, one person was able to go, yeah, I really got this. I'm standing on my feet. And what's really cool is this, and I don't think you'll be embarrassed. My brother in Christ, Randy, struggles with hearing, but he heard the voice of the Lord, at least inside. He was able to stand up. This is a house of freedom. This is a house where you can celebrate who you are in Christ Jesus. I got a call from North Carolina, Charlotte. His name, Wade Childers. He's retired from the ministry, and he's longing to still be investing himself in others. I said, you ought to. 
He said, can I share this with you? I said, sure. He said, where are you going? I said, I'm on my way to work. He said, I've been praying for you. I said, you need to. I said, I've got two places I still got to fill in the teaching capacity, and I've got one week to go. Short is one thing. Limited is another. Amen. That just went right over your heads. Come on. It's one thing to be short, but I don't want to walk around limited. <laughs> Lord, Jesus, help us to catch on to this stuff. Just because you don't have the full package in stature, that doesn't mean you can't operate with the fullness of God. Dwelling on the inside, bringing the heat, releasing the juice, letting people know, oh yeah, there's a little something in my tank. So he said, I've been praying for you. I said, great, Wade, I appreciate that. I really need it. I said, that's a timely call. I've got an interview today. He said, give it. He said, get your hands off of it and give it to the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord is here. I didn't even get to tell you what the Lamb is all about, but it's coming. Turn to somebody and say, keep coming. Because you want this. What I'm trying to do this morning in these closing moments is to egg you on to where you personally go studying about the Lamb and then you come back to go, if God is in that man's life, there's something in there, I'm going to pull it out. Even if that sucker doesn't want to give it to me, I'm going to pull it out of that man. That's the way I am. When I listen to Jensen Franklin or others, selective, by the way, just because somebody says they're a preacher, that doesn't mean squat to me. I want to know what you're carrying. Can I just see maybe two people who go, I'm in this thing with you all the way as you've been speaking this morning. Well, there's one more. Whoa, wow. Okay, okay. Because maybe the enemy's trying to veil my eyes, spiritual eyes, to where it's like, like, is this really coming? Is it, are they getting this? Are we really getting this? Here's the nugget this morning. Are you ready? The reason we sometimes struggle turning things over to the Lord, like Kelly prayed this morning, and he said, next week's going to be fine. The Lord will show you who to hire. The Lord will bring, bring those individuals into your life. A lot of times when we don't release things to the Lord, it's because we're still holding baggage of sin. We're still holding on to things that we don't think God wants. And God says, turn it all loose. I've forgiven you of everything. I know, I know. To the religious right, over here, that would be my right here. I haven't done anything. I've been perfect all my life. You're one of the worst sinners he ever created. You can't hit me. I've got angels around me. Throw whatever you want. I'm sure you heard the story of what happened with John Hagee when he was preaching one time. A man walked right down the center aisle of Cornerstone, pointed a gun to shoot at John Hagee, and every one of those bullets missed him. This is not a playground, ladies and gentlemen. The only other place where I would totally invest everything in this stature to the maximum effort would be in coaching. I'm giving you everything God has given to me this week. And the Spirit of the Lord is here. And He's inviting us to know that He loves us so much that we can give Him all of our hurts, all of our frustrations, all of our anger, all of our setbacks, all of our victories, all of our defeats. He will take it all. And all we got to do is get our eyes fixed on Him. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do is just put your eyes right up there on Him and keep them there. And oh, by the way, that does not mean walking around like this. What are you doing? I'm looking at Jesus. Oh, don't, please. If somebody was to do that with me, I I would probably say, at least inwardly, 
hope you hit a wall. <laughs> I hope you stumble. Because I'm not, I'm not using that type of terminology where I think that like, you're gonna, like he's right there. He dwells right here. I'm speaking about, in these moments, spiritual eyes. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Stop, stop encouraging me to sing. Don't do that. Y'all don't want me to sing. That's an individual that can sing. You are individuals that can sing. But when you get your eyes fixed on him, you will be able to see clearly. You get your eyes fixed on him, you can see him clearly, and it doesn't matter how great the storm, it doesn't matter how great the fog, it doesn't matter how great the challenge, it doesn't matter what the opposition is, you're going right on through. Give me that thing. I know, I know. Some of you are going right now as we come to the finish line. You know, he doesn't do bad for acting. That would be limited vision on your part. That would be limited, there's that word again, limited vision on your part. This is not an act. This is not a show. This is a person who is absolutely learning to release focus, release focus, release focus. See, those are two words right now that's in this house for individuals. Some of you have been clutching. I almost want to say it so real that it would probably hurt you. Can I? You're not ready. I'll leave it alone. But you're going to walk out here going, I wonder what, how you wanted to finish that. Some of you are clutching, I'll put it this way for you, the very life out of situations. Okay, okay. I really wonder if he prepared the message this morning. Let me give you a little snapshot. Ready? The lamb, he brings life. The lamb, he is your atonement and your advocate. We speak about being an advocate for our students and being an advocate for yourself. There's only one true advocate. His name, Jesus Christ. Oh, the lamb, he's mediating for you right now. That means when all, you know what's going loose in your life, he's up there making sure everything's gonna come back together. Oh, and the lamb, he doesn't just give you blessings, he is your blessing. I'm gonna preach on every one of those. See, when we're squeezing the life out of situations, we're affecting the power of the lamb in our lives. I got to get out of this. I could be here all day. He is the lamb. And he is worthy this morning for us to declare, worthy is the lamb. I have beheld his glory and I have been captivated and captured by his glory and all I can say is worthy is that lamb who has been able to help me to release my hands off of everything. Question. What are you clutching right now? Please don't answer that out loud. As we develop our, the message is complete. As we develop our life teams with life coaches, we're not going to put you out there in random things. That would be a question that I will write up as a senior pastor and go, in your life groups, talk about this. In your small groups, have share out moments. What is it that you're clutching? What is it that still grabs you in the pit of your stomach and tries to pull you back? What are you clutching? What are you holding on to this morning? Here, let me bring a little bit closer. What is it that you're trying to control? 
Don't you understand power is in this? Where are your eyes right now? This isn't the greatest image up here, but you should be able to see up here. Don't you understand the power of this? At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burdens of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight, and now I am happy all the day. I want you to think about that. There's a lot of unhappy Christians. Not sinners, Christians. Because you got to bring your burdens and give them to the Lord and stop power controlling everything. When you begin to discover worthy is the lamb, behold that lamb and worthy is that lamb, you begin to put into his hands everything because he is king of kings and Lord of lords. Let's pray. Thanks for listening to this edition of Forward Church Online. We hope this has been a blessing in your life and that you'll share this and other great resources with your friends. We want to invite you to explore our webpage at www.myforwardchurch.org. There, you'll find online giving, church events, and so much more. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Twitter as there's always something happening around Forward Church. If you're ever in our area, we'd like to extend an invitation to come be a part of one of our live worship experiences. Thanks again for listening to the Forward Church online podcast. Have a great week.